0: That's you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. That is the point of the program, and tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their websites. We give it away at Live. .com. So there's a lot to talk about here uh tonight. We'll start out with some of the latest from the your friends at the TSA working hard to keep you safe. Let's see. Should we start with the little boy that they treated like crap or the airline swabs or the, the hand swabs? I think I think we should go with the little boy. Little boy. Yeah. According to Philly.com, Daniel Rubin writes just when I thought I was out of the Transportation Security Administration business for a few columns, they pulled me back in. Doesn't seem like we can go two weeks without uh, talking about some no, these, TSA absurdities. Whoever is running this organization sucks really bad. Well, right. I mean, as though it's not bad enough already to have them essentially forcing every American and everybody from other countries that is coming here to essentially bend over and spread them. Uh, and invade everybody's privacy. And it's not bad enough that uh, they are you know, installing these backscatter machines that essentially totally invade everybody's privacy and even take nude photos of, uh, of people as they pass through these machines. So, I mean, there's just story after story of what has become policy at the TSA, the invasive screening procedures that are just part and parcel of the way things are done in this country now. So, as though that's just not bad enough, there are incidents that make make it crystal clear to people that, well, it could get a lot worse. And in some instances, does. So, uh, Ruben continues. Did you hear about the Camden cop whose disabled son wasn't allowed to pass through airport security unless he took off his leg braces? Unfortunately, it's no joke. It happened to Bob Thomas, 53-year-old officer in Camden's emergency crime suppression team. So, it can even happen to members of... The government. Well, um,
1: the, the the cops uh, generally every cop I've ever talked to about the T S A considers them to be a uh, you know a second class security organization mm. anyway. Um, so they don't like being bossed around by them. R- well, yeah, I mean you know the cops <clears throat> in in my experience tend to be very uh, cognizant of rank,
2: mm-hmm. who's
1: in charge, who's not, that kind of thing, and. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, but TSA rank at the very, very bottom of uh, any of the federal goons uh, out there and uh, the, the local cops consider themselves to be a, a cut above. And I have to consider that I think that they're to some extent they're right. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, local cops could be out solving real crimes. I'm not saying that, uh, <laughs> that they're I'm, I'm talking about security here. Not about you know what I would like to see them do or not do, but you
0: so know. So Bob Thomas and his family were flying to Orlando. It was uh, with his wife, Leona, and their son Ryan. And it was Ryan's first flight. In fact, they were going to Walt Disney World for his fourth birthday. Now the boy is developmentally delayed, and one of the effects of being born 16 uh, it's one of the effects of being born 16 weeks prematurely. His ankles are malformed, and his legs have low muscle tone. In March, he was just starting to walk. At you know. Age uh, three or whatever. Mid morning on March nineteenth, or excuse me, um, age age four. Uh, Mid morning on March nineteenth, his parents wheeled his stroller to the TSA security point a couple of hours before their Southwest Airlines flight was to depart. The boy's father broke down. It's pretty the good because I don't g- generally get there two hours early, even though that's what they suggest. I, it probably depends on the. It probably depends on the airport. We've got a fairly low traffic airport here in. in Same New with Asia. Tampa, though. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, the boy's father broke down the stroller and put it on the conveyor belt as Leona Thomas walked Ryan through the metal detector. And the alarm went off. The screener told them to take off the boy's braces. The Thomases were dumbfounded. Bob said, well, I told him that he can't walk without them on his own. And the TSA agent said, he'll need to take them off. Ryan's mother offered a Walking through the detector after they remove the braces, which are custom made of metal and hardened plastic. No, the screener replied. The boy had to walk on his own. This is ridiculous. <laughs> that's where it just got ludicrous. I mean, it's bad enough that they're asking, they're, they're demanding that he take the braces off, but that he must walk through on his own. Yeah. What? Unless He's
1: crippled. The, unless the screener is Jesus. Um, that's absolutely insane.
0: Leona Thomas said she was calm, but Bob Thomas said he was starting to burn. They complied, and Leona went first, followed by Ryan, followed by Bob, so the boy wouldn't be hurt if he fell. Ryan did make it through, thankfully. By then, Bob Thomas was furious. He demanded to see his supervisor. Ha! That'll solve it. Bring the supervisor out. The supervisor
1: asked, what was wrong? Well, you'd think that the super, <clears throat> that, that what you're dealing with here is just one crazy guy, right? Mm. but what what you forget is is that that's what these organizations do they protect each other
0: by then he was furious the supervisor asked what was wrong uh this he i told him this is overkill he's four years old i don't think he's a terrorist the supervisor replied you know why we're doing this thomas said he told the supervisor he was going to file a report ha That'll show him. What else could he do? Exactly. What else can you do besides avoid airports entirely? At that point, the man turned and walked away. A Philadelphia police officer approached and asked what the problem was. Thomas said he identified himself and said he was a Camden officer. The Philadelphia officer suggested he calm down and enjoy his vacation. Back home, and, and that's not bad advice. I mean, what else are you going to do? You're just getting all upset, and it's not like the uh, monolithic system is going to change. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'd, like you're to, upset.
1: I'd like to I'd ch- like to to juxtapose that particular comment to that police officer from the police officer to what the cops told me when I said I didn't want the uh, TSA patting me down. I just said I don't want their hands on me. I didn't say I wasn't going to do it. Didn't say anything. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to start shooting. I didn't say anything like that. Just don't want their hands on me. He said, "You got a problem?" Now no, <laughs> he gives good advice to, the, uh, to the, the cop. To me, he attempts to escalate the situation. Now this is different officer, yeah. different people, but you know, I just I'm really of the opinion that uh, a lot
0: of these officers like to escalate these scenarios. So there's a little bit more to the story. Uh, He apparently back back home in Glassboro a week later, Bob Thomas called the airport manager and left her what he calls a terse message. He was still angry enough to call the article writer here at Philly.com after he'd written a couple columns about travelers' complaints of mistreatment by screeners at the airport. He told me this was just stupid. At the very least, it wasn't standard procedure. So according to the TSA spokes bureaucrat, they said the boy never should have been told to remove his braces. TSA policy should have been allowed or should have allowed the parents to help the boy to a private screening area where he could have been swabbed for traces of explosive materials. She said she wished Thomas had reported the matter to the TSA immediately as though they would act real fast. As if
1: there's a, if you've got any problems, give us a call 800 number. They don't,
0: how are you supposed to get that? They have a phone number. But how do you know it? You have to go to their website, I guess. Well, How is he going to get to the website? If the screening is not properly done. And the
1: supervisor there turned and walked away. Yes, he did. He didn't say, hey, if you've got a problem, call this telephone number. These people aren't about customer service, and and for this woman to act like they are is absolutely disingenuous.
0: She said, if screening is not properly done, we need to go back to that officer and offer retraining so it's corrected. How about firing them? They made a cripple boy, uh, you know, wa- you know <laughs> stagger
1: through through the, the screening thing with his braces off.
0: Well, yeah, Sam is joining us here from the Obscured Truth Network at ObscuredTruth.com, and Sam, you've had a lot of experience with the TSA. Uh, recently, releasing some video, your video series on your website or on your YouTube channel uh, that deals with the TSA breaking its own rules, and uh, of course. There are no there's no shortage of incidents that are similar to this, where they just do whatever they want, regardless of what the rules say. And the worst that happens is there's a retraining session. Right. Uh, I mean, in your case, they clearly were violating their own rules by harassing you for using a video camera within the secured area, which you say is completely within their rules. You looked into it. And of course, there'll be nothing that will likely change about their behavior. Right. Why should they change it?
3: Yeah. I mean, they, they have absolutely no incentive. And uh, I've I've gotten the same kind of behavior out of uh, some of these folks when I used to fly without ID. I've walked up to one security checkpoint because I wouldn't show the guy a credit card or anything with my name on it. He just absolutely refused me, stopped talking to me, told me to go away. I went down to the next gate, got right through with no problems.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Arbitrary. Exactly. There's a little bit more about the TSA. They're in the news again. This time, they're going to be swabbing your hands randomly we'll explain in moments it's free talk live 800-259-9231 have you been thinking about starting a website i'm going to tell you about a great offer from hostgator hostgator is a worldwide leader for web hosting and they make it easy to get your own dot com domain name you create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates use the coupon code ftl that's ftl is in free talk live and sign up at hostgator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those, including our bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. You'll find serious discussions and complete asininity over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That is bbs.freetalklive.com. The public school system sucks off the productive capacity of hardworking people. And whether the government education succeeds or fails, spoiler alert, it fails. At providing real education to the public, the cost goes up and up year after year. There are no refunds. Oh yeah, and it also destroys individualism and curiosity. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government education. You can listen... And visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. That's schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. We're talking about the latest from the TSA and what it is that they're doing uh, these days to infringe on freedom just a little bit more and get away with it. In this case, they uh, managed to harass a family who was going to visit Disney World. And they forced a four-year-old boy, who is developmentally uh, slow, because he was born 16 weeks early and he's got some problems uh, developing can't walk on his own he has has to have braces they made him take his braces off now after the fact after the uh, the husband here the, the the father in this case uh, complained to the TSA they did respond by claiming that it was against policy what the particular bureaucrat did However, apparently the supervisor didn't either didn't know it was against policy or didn't care because when the supervisor was called over, they uh, acted pretty flippantly and ended up turning around and walking away uh, from the scene, not interested in doing any kind of setting things right. And what would they do anyway? Is the TSA going to refund your money if you're, uh, if you're really upset?
3: Well, wait a minute. It's, it's the LTSO that's the, or the STSO, the supervisory uh, TSO officer, who's in charge of making sure that the rest of the staff is trained. Mm-hmm. So if he's walking away from a situation like that and doesn't know the training, then that means all of the people under his supervision are also that bad. not trained.
0: Well, th- I guess there's a chance they could have taken the time to read the uh, the entire <laughs> manual, right? Yeah, I'm,
3: I'm sure they went through all 96 <laughs> pages of it. Is that
0: all? Only 96 it's, pages? It's not
3: that bad. Now, most of it covers uh, diplomatic pouches, the little magical containers that you can put whatever you want in and they are not allowed to screen it and they're just supposed to let it right through the airport <laughs>
1: right so uh,
3: actually most of it uh,
1: involves not searching things yeah. as opposed to searching things which really? which
3: government people are exempt and you know what to do and even if they even if somebody comes in and puts a 9 mm pistol down in an, in a bag that's you know marked uh, diplomatic pouch and they've got the right diplomatic passport mm-hmm. and so forth and they put that accidentally through the x-ray machine the instructions are not to let them in but to simply give them back their their guns or their cocaine or whatever it is that they have in this (laughs) pouch and send them on their way back to the person who originated the shipment so you know they it's it's unbelievable what these guys do And, and to to think that this is providing security for Americans. I, you you don't even take your shoes off in Israel, and that, that's a little more dangerous than here, isn't it?
0: That's what isn't the Mossad that's running that over right, there? right, right? And, and, and I mean, they're they the are, experts on this. Stuff, yeah, right? and
3: one of the former heads of Mossad has come out and said the only thing the the security is designed to do in America is to bother people.
0: Well, there's more. Uh, it works. <laughs> CNN. They're always coming up with something new to interfere with your freedom and your ability to travel. According to CNN, uh, to the list of instructions you'll hear at airport checkpoints add this. Put your palms forward, please. The Transportation Security Administration soon will begin randomly swabbing passengers' hands at checkpoints and airport gates to test them for traces of explosives. Previously, screeners swabbed some carry-on luggage and other objects as they searched for the needle in the security haystack, components of terrorist bombs, and an endless stream of luggage. But after the Christmas Day attempted bombing of Northwest Flight 253 over Detroit, the TSA began a program of swabbing passengers' hands, which could be contaminated by explosive materials, say experts. Or not. The TSA, well, if they wash their hands, I imagine. I don't know. How how likely would it be that uh, explosive materials would come off after a good hand washing? I
1: would think a good hand washing would probably take them off.
0: And if you were working on your bomb with latex gloves on, then I don't imagine that you'd oh, even need to wash your hands, right?
3: Didn't think about that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, but I'm sure that the terrorists never read the news uh, and don't pay any attention to what the TSA security procedures are like, so they would never
3: take any precautions like buying a two-cent <laughs> pair of latex gloves before they do their work. I wonder when the machines are going to start picking up things like THC or cocaine or mm, other The things. swabs, when the swabs yeah, will notice so that stuff? Yeah, so then that they can stuff? swab your hands and see if you've been... In contact with any illicit drugs.
0: I hadn't even thought of that. That's a that's a great point.
3: Well, that's another thing. That one of the one of the news articles I referenced was a federal court judge who said it's highly illegal for the TSA to do anything other than search for uh, items that are related to security on the planes. And they're actually giving employees awards who. Uh, get people busted for credit card fraud or for the having the false ID or for uh, finding drugs.
0: Well, if it's illegal for the TSA to uh, search for anything but—what was it, terrorist things? Uh, yes, yeah,
3: security-related.
0: Well, then in that case, would that be why they had the, uh, the local boys searching you at the airport? Yes. Because when you—and uh, this is in your video at ObscuredTruth.com— when the TSA got spooked by you filming them and decided to harass you over it— Eventually, when the shakedown was really done on you—I mean, this is the post—you were already past the security screening, so you have been screened once. Uh, when they actually searched through your bags and brought in a dog to sniff them out, that was the uh, the, the Detroit cops. Right. So it's not illegal for them to do that, right? Is that
2: Well, case?
3: see, here's the thing. I was in a, a flyer talk forum. It's a bunch of frequent flyers, and there's attorneys in there and people who are very uh, well-versed in the law— and what they said is that there's effectively no transference. So the TSA can call somebody out and say, hey, we think this person is suspicious, mm-hmm. but that doesn't give the police any probable, probable cause. cause to come up and search me because they haven't observed anything. So, but they did anyway. Oh, yeah. They didn't even <laughs> ask, you know, hey, we own you. you, you know, right. You're ours <laughs> once you come in here. So whether,
0: wh- whether you're talking about the TSA. What else do you think that, you know, the case is?
3: Or the local cops or some other government
0: bureaucracy. It's so clear. All you have to do is just look. And just pay a little bit of attention. It's so clear that these people do not follow their own rules, yet they demand unquestioning obedience on your part in obeying all of their rules, whatever arbitrary ones they happen to trot out in front of you. So they don't obey their own rules, but you must obey them.
3: I mean, this is the world that uh, this mad, mad and crazy world. Plus, they have secret rules, SSI or SDIs, secret directives, whatever they are. Uh, That they that can change daily. They can't tell you what they are, but you have to follow them. Mm. So, you know, the TSA is in the position to effectively make us up.
0: Homeland Security bureaucrat uh, Janet Napolitano told CNN, the
3: point is to make
0: sure that the air environment is a safe environment. We know that Al Qaeda and other (laughs) terrorists continue to think of aviation as a way to attack the United States. One way we keep it safe is by new technology and random use of And different taking types. your water bottle. Yeah. You know what I think is so hilarious about this whole water bottle thing
1: is how pointless it is. Um, you know, I can't bring through a 12-ounce bottle of water, 16-ounce, whatever size it happens to be, but I can bring home uh, – bring bring through water that's in 3.4-ounce containers that are contained in a um, a, a one-quart clear plastic bag. So I could, you know, put, bring my water through there and then just stand by the TSA and drink it right there, and it's legal. But you can't have it together in a 12-ounce
0: bottle. Chris, the question is going to be here uh, with this hand swabbing is, well, what happens if you test positive? what happens if it's a false positive the article goes into uh, the fact that it's not just bombs that will appear on uh, people's hands and test positive what come up
4: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Libby's 100% Pure Pumpkin. Learn how to give everyday recipes a nutritional boost with the power of pumpkin at VeryBestBaking.com. When choosing fruits and vegetables, orange or yellow are your best bets. Vegetables like butternut squash, pumpkin, or yellow peppers are rich in nutrients that are linked with lower risks of certain cancers and heart disease. On the fruit side, cantaloupe, bananas, and oranges offer the same benefits, plus one more. Kids love them. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free
0: Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, and those include our uh, archives. We've got a whole bunch of them. In fact, going all the way back to the beginning of 2009, over at archives.freetalklive.com, you can... In fact, down the line, we plan on putting up more than uh, 2009, just going back as far as we possibly can to, I think, sometime in 2006. That's uh, Those plans are in the works. But right now, you can go to January 1st of 2009 and get it for free at freetalklive.com. As we continue here with the latest on the airport uh, security situation, the TSA coming up with new ways to inconvenience you and invade your privacy. Uh, they are now going to, and all the talk after the underwear bomber situation was about the backscatter machines, these uh, machines that essentially create a picture, not in, it's like a reverse picture. It's like a reverse photo of your, your naked body, which you can, and Sam, you've done this apparently, you can run through a computer software and re-reverse it. You can flip it back, flip the colors back.
3: No, That doesn't work. Um, I found out that that was a – there was a – I think a newspaper over in Europe somewhere who took – yeah, they took – well, it wasn't a hoax, but what they did is for the story, they took images of a 3D model of a woman, Mm -hmm. and then they reversed it and and made it kind of look like the the backscatter images that they didn't actually have, and then they used that, ran that in the story – I found that out and did a, a, a new version of the Part 3 because of that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks uh, Thanks for clearing that
0: up. But either way, it is a, a naked picture of... It uh, still is. You
3: know, and they tell you, you know, they've come out and said, oh, don't worry, your privacy will be rest assured because... You can we'll trust blur our out, bureaucrats. We'll blur out the face. We'll blur out you know, genitals and that sort of thing. But the manuals tell tell the screeners to actually look at the genitals to, to check focus. Mm. So... You know, they're, they're, And they've said, you know, we can't store these images. We can't send them anywhere. Which has been
2: a
0: lie,
3: right? Which is another lie because of the Indian star who had the British uh, TSA equivalent people coming up asking him for autographs of his body scan image. Of the scan, image.
0: scan yeah. <laughs> and he actually did uh, give them an autograph. As yeah. I, oh, yeah. As he
3: was a good sport about it. But it just goes to show these people are liars.
0: So the story is over at CNN.com where it's more it's, than it's, just the body it's scanners.
3: It's pronounced
1: lawyers. <laughs> lawyers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: The, uh, the So, it's more than just the body scanners, though. I mean, we had talked about how these body scanners, when installed in every single airport across the country, and of course, if the U.S. Gov- federal government had their way, they'd have them installed worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've run up against some opposition, though, from other countries on this. Uh, but... Uh, just the billion, multi-billion dollar contract that this would be probably for some security technology right, company. Right, and that's
1: really it. This is, it's a new thing like the military-industrial complex. This is the security-industrial complex. Mm, yes, and, and they pay these politicians, they, they pay their, for their campaign finances and all that other stuff, and they get them
0: to do what they want. And now there's a new uh, technology that they'll be having to contract out and spend more millions upon who knows how many uh, d- taxpayer dollars to to purchase, and that are the the machines, uh, the explosive trace detection machines that they will need in order to run these swab the uh, swab tests. So they're planning on swabbing people's hands randomly at the checkpoints and then running tests on those. According to uh, security expert Tony Feinberg, he says it's a very good idea. TSA screeners currently swab luggage handles and parts of bags that are likely to be contaminated by human hands, he said. And swabbing a person's hands increases the chances of finding explosive materials. Looking at the hands mean you'll probably get a better dose, he said. Under the new protocols, tests will be conducted at various locations, including in-checkpoint lines, during the screening process, and at gates. So here's more evidence that they're expanding out beyond. You had seen them doing the checkpoint at the gates... Uh, Sam, that's what you were initially recording right. when you uh, got harassed by the TSA. So apparently they're going to hit you while you're just waiting in line as well.
3: Yeah, that's what I just heard out of there. I'm shocked by that because in their manual it says you don't start screening until you put your bag down on the X-ray and not you're free anymore. To leave up till that time. So they've just ratcheted up the police state.
0: Yep, that's right. So now three different opportunities for uh, for them to screen you within the uh, within the airport situation. The TSA has more than seven thousand explosive trace detection machines and has purchased. How many damned airports are there? (laughs) Are there that many airports in the United States? 7,000 of them? Well, some of them are gigantic. I imagine they're going to need more than one per airport, but still, it seems like a lot. Anyway, uh, they purchased 400 additional units now with the $16 million they received in federal stimulus money. The president's fiscal budget for 2011 calls for $60 million to purchase approximately 800 portable ETD machines. So, basically, they'll be giving these to uh, different teams of TSA agents who are milling about uh, taking you aside at any random point uh, that you might be at the in the TSA process, for the most part. They said the tests will not significantly increase wait times at airport checkpoints, so don't worry, folks. Don't worry. <laughs> Nothing to be concerned with here. The American Civil Liberties Union has always supported explosive detection as a good form of security that doesn't really invade privacy. However, they are concerned that the TSA doesn't discriminate when selecting people for enhanced screening. Gee, thanks, ACLU. Sometimes they do the right thing, but it just seems to be like being a a broken clock right twice a day almost more often than not. Uh, They're not standing up for liberty. They're standing up for equal uh, oppression, basically, in this case. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys can uh, search and uh, scan and swab as much as you want. Just make sure you don't scan, swab and search one type of person over another type. Uh, They said here we wouldn't want to see it implemented in a discriminatory fashion, for example, in a disproportionate way against Muslims or Arabs. And, for example, and you know, that point makes sense, uh, but. It's only makes sense in an insane security state kind of world mm-hmm. that they're they're sort of pandering to. But there's more. Uh, swabbing also should not be used to test for non-security related contraband such as drugs. He said. Now this is the ACLU guy saying that uh, that it it shouldn't be used for those purposes. And the TSA claims the machines only test for explosives, declining to specify which explosives. And because some legal substances, such as fertilizers and heart, machi- uh, heart medicines, can result in false positives, Stanley said the ACLU also wants to ensure that people who test positive be treated respectfully. <laughs> oh, now that's going to that's gonna be likely. It's rich.
3: I, mm. I tested positive for nitroglycerin one time. Really? Yeah. It, it was you, a, you personally did? Well, my bag. Oh. Uh, it was the second time that I had flown without ID. I was pretty mm-hmm. nervous about it. And... Uh, somehow it came up positive they the next step for them is to spray down everything and retest and mm. then that came up as negative so i was like oh it's no big deal but uh this is just mark hit the nail on the head earlier this is a fishing expedition for the security industrial complex to go out there and, and some rob rob taxpayers and, yeah. and just loot them for for these machines and so forth going back to the body scanners they're saying that well that may not be enough over in britain now because uh, people could smuggle things internally inside of their body, so right. you're going to need a full x-ray scan. And That's scary. You're only supposed to get six of those yeah. a year or something. Because well, well, they, they come, the, come up with new a year. danger. At the dentist's
1: office, I, I was there recently, and apparently they have a new
3: x-ray machine that doesn't use nearly the amount of x-rays. Hmm. So you're safe. Don't worry. Well, <laughs> you know, the other thing that I, that I didn't talk about in the series I did on the TSA and about the body scanners was the... Uh, cancer-causing effects, but that's something that Mm -hmm. a lot of people responded back to me and said, they're also very bad for your health, and it's just something I haven't looked into yet, but another concern.
0: The toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. But how soon is it going to be before? I mean, we already saw the story about the – you mentioned the the film star from Bollywood right. over in India. Uh, that was within a couple or three three or four weeks of them implementing this policy, the, the proof that it's BS that they can't print these pictures out and that they've been lying and all that proof. So how long is it going to be before the first uh, oldster – who is taking heart medication and has some of his heart medication uh, you know, residue left on his hands, is, uh, or some old lady or whatever, that is swabbed down by these TSA bureaucrats. They find that it's a, a false positive and then subject him to who knows what kind of just adverse treatment. How long will it be before we see that first story? Seems like a not, not an unreasonable yes. expectation. They just
1: they, they just took the braces away from a four-year-old right. kid who couldn't <laughs> walk. Yeah. yeah, nice. I mean, they, they just, you know, some heartless bureaucrat said, go ahead and walk, cripple. You can't come <laughs> through unless you walk.
0: What?
4: What's wrong with these crazy people? Dance! (laughs) Dance! They're nuts!
0: Uncovering the secrets, exposing the lies. It's what the readers uh, of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Constantly provided the real detailed news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. Visit them at freedomsphoenix.com. There's more coming up. You can take control. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. all the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you appreciate Free Talk Live, you want to help support this program, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations across the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. And uh, jump on board. You get access to perks like access to the AMP only uh, podcast, the AMP only call in lines and forum, and more. All the details are waiting for you, and you can get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. Now, we've been talking uh, throughout the hour tonight about the TSA and their various different uh, invasive security screening protocols that continue to become more invasive over time. Now they're going to be swabbing people's hands at random points even before the, uh, the security screening area. So they could, I guess, just walk up to you while you're waiting in line is what they're saying. Now, before you know it, they'll be at the front door waiting for you. Uh, so they're doing that. And, of course, we've read stories in the past about how they're expanding out slowly to bus routes, bus stations, things like that, uh, elsewhere beyond airports, which I think is also pretty scary. And one of the points that needs to be made about the TSA and their different procedures is that they're, they're obedience training. I mean, they're they're basically getting people used to the idea of having to kick off their shoes, take off their belt, you know, bend over, do some jumping jacks, whatever arbitrary demands these security screeners uh, make of them. And indeed, many of them are arbitrary. As we pointed out, they, they forced a four-year-old boy to take off leg braces who could barely walk and forced him to walk by himself unassisted through a security checkpoint. Later on, they found find out they're not supposed to do that, but they did it anyway. Right, and did um you know there's no
1: claim by the T S A that they they uh, have begun retraining for this officer who did it
0: or for his supervisor that apparently
1: that that supported it
0: completely. Well, the actual quote from the story is that they're going to offer retraining. Now, what does that mean? Remember, these bureaucrats in many cases speak very, very specifically, uh, kind of dancing around in their wordplay. Maybe it was just an accident the way they said that, but when they they use the term offer, that doesn't sound like any kind of mandate at all, does it? It does not. So maybe he won't get retrained at all. Maybe it'll just be offered to him. Hey, would you like to get some retraining? Yeah, we heard you uh, did something naughty the other day. How about we retrain you? No? You you're too busy eating your donuts? All right, okay. well. All right, Keeping we'll go an away. eye out for pickle smokers. Right, so there's just no end to this. And of course, now they're asking they're going to be demanding that people show their palms in addition to taking off their belt and unbuckling their you know, taking off their shoes and all this other stuff. So,
1: do and, this, right, do that as if they've ever been good at finding anything. So, yeah. I mean, you know, somehow this is supposed to make them more effective.
0: So uh, do this, do that, obey this, go through this scanner, jump through here, and uh, just on and on it, ad infinitum. It will not stop because as long as there are new scares that are popping up in various different ways with, uh, with airlines and, and there always will be. Then they'll as long as there to, are humans around, right. there's going to be problems. They'll try to crank it up, and they don't care. They don't care how inconvenienced you are. Or they're trying to say that, oh, this is not going to significantly increase wait times. They don't care if they do. Because it's not the end of the world for the TSA when flight, uh, when air travel drops 20 percent, as it has done. We're talking uh, local, uh, domestic travel, international travel. It's all down. It's all across the board. I don't know what the percentages are these days, but I remember when we We're talked. Just ballparking right, here. A few but that, years ago, it was 20 percent international travel was down. Right. Domestic has taken a little a little
1: longer to fall, but it has, you know, TSA has stepped up its uh, domestic stuff,
0: you know. Has their budget gotten smaller as a result of the uh, the the lower travels?
3: No, it's grown by a billion dollars. Right. So exactly. Well, they haven't been able to
0: find enough stuff yet. (laughs) Right. Right. That's my point, though, is that if they uh, they screw people up and they make them miss their flights and they piss them off to the point where they stop coming to the airport, the TSA suffers no economic ramifications from that. Yeah. Okay. They get like a little bit of money out of the the security tickets. Or the, the tickets that uh, sure. people well, buy. There's,
1: there's taxes, but that's right. but it's not like the government's ever been very good at taking line items and applying them to particular budgets. They don't care. The money goes into a general fund, and then They'll money comes out of the general fund. And if, if you don't like it, you know, if it doesn't work out, we'll either you know add it to the deficit, raise taxes, or print more money.
3: Yeah, the the five dollar fee that they added on for tickets back in I think it was 2005. That only made up for a third of their budget back uh, then when it was five billion dollars, and now it's seven billion yeah so
0: so there, even if they aren't even if the, even if they were getting a, a significant portion like you say if it's, even if it was still a third from the ticket sales they 'll just increase the ticket uh, costs they'll, oh, well you know air travel's down, so we're going to need to increase our fees.
3: Well, or they just have the federal government print more money and give it to them so they can funnel it through the uh, equipment manufacturers.
0: So it doesn't matter how many complaints they get. It doesn't matter if people – because most people aren't going to complain because they probably know that there's nothing that's going to be done. And anybody that has complained definitely knows that there's not really anything that's going to be done. In fact, the guy in the story that we were talking about in the first part of the, uh, the hour, I didn't get to the very last portion, where he basically said he doesn't plan on pursuing the matter further or filing a lawsuit. So most people realize that there's not much they can do about this Leviathan, this behemoth monopolistic organization uh, known as the TSA, except just bow down, shut up, and, uh, and go through with the procedures. There are very, very few people out there that are of the, uh, you know, the, the I guess, the, the courage level of you, Sam, to even challenge some level of these procedures. Obviously, we all have to, if we're going to fly, we all have to bow down to a, certain, uh, to a certain extent in order to get on that plane. And they know it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's, there's something insidious about that. There's something that is very dangerous to human dignity and, uh, and that I think is very destructive to yeah. the human spirit.
3: Well, I mean, think about it. If you were running a business, would you hire employees and tell them, uh, you know, hey, I'm not watching what you're doing. I'm not going to hold you accountable. Please make sure you uh, don't steal anything and treat customers well. And then you leave. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You're a bad boss (laughs) if you do that. But that's what the TSA does every day. They're not held accountable. They are completely arbitrary. They are not trained in their procedures. And they have power over people that you can get nowhere else. If I didn't consent to those searches, they would have they would have tackled me, handcuffed me and dragged me off to jail and then searched through my bags. So
0: yep. that's what they were threatening to do.
3: There is they have absolute power. There was nobody there keeping them in check. The rule of law was not in effect. You know, right. You these can guys take it up in court. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, if you, if you feel like you've been mistreated, you can take it up in court later. In the meantime, enjoy your
3: cell. Yeah. Back in Detroit. So I just yeah. fly back and forth. To oh, Detroit be great. for trial all the time. Ugh. That'll be great.
0: So yeah, I mean they're they're acclimating people to this security theater, pretending as though it means something, but but what it really means is that they're training people to be obedient because when they when they are ready to expand the TSA significantly beyond airports, there have been incidents here and there in train stations and, and bus terminals and things like that. But there hasn't really been a significant expansion, and it's likely because they haven't really had the excuse they need. You know, mm-hmm. all of the so-called terrorist attempts have still been focused on airlines. But what happens when somebody hijacks a Greyhound bus and you know drives it into the side of a building uh, lo- laced with explosives or something like that, uh, you know, strapped on with uh, with explosives? What happens then? What will they do to the various different bus stations around this country?
3: Or forget that they put bombs in trash cans like they used to do, I think, in France or somewhere the, the, then they're stopping people on the streets at that point right yeah or what happens when uh the the secure area gets breached at the airport so they, what is they the, empty everybody out of the airport and where do all those people go outside okay so, together so if i'm a terrorist and i want to want to hurt a lot of people couldn't i just make some suitcase bombs yeah have the airport, have security breached one way or another. Everybody gets dumped out. I drop three or four suitcases off. In that environment, they're going to be left ar- laying around, and you could even ask somebody, Hey, will you watch, watch this? Watch my bag, yeah. I want to go out to the car get a book, because it looks like we're going to be here a while. The TSA's You wouldn't even slow. have to kill yourself. You're right. They, yeah, you they would sit to be there and suicide. watch it and guard it for you, and if the police came by, Oh, no, no, he's he'll be back. It's okay. I'm watching it for him. So you you could inflict massive casualties and the TSA would be the cause of that. They're not th- this is not security folks.
0: Exactly right. As right, the suggestion would be that oh well they would some reason have a hard on for taking down an airplane. No, no, they want to cause terror, right? They right. want to kill innocent people and so they, they would, be very, like they would but, be very successful at They would seem like airplanes
3: though. They would be very successful at 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 what you're talking about. And then. look at the scanners. What do they do? What are the pictures of when they, when you see people in the scanners? The, the yeah. industry ones, their hands are out and down to their sides. The TSA gets a hold of it, and then you put your hands up. Mm-hmm. The international sign for I surrender. You're guilty. We own you. You know We've got guns here, and you're going to do what we say.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely insidious. Your thoughts if you want to share them, 800-259-9231. Of course, one might suggest a solution to this problem would be besides avoiding airports because they are going to expand out eventually, I, I would predict. Uh, One of them would say a solution would be secession. But what does the man, what do one of the uh, men in robes in Washington, D.C. have to say about it? Well, you could probably guess. But we'll share his actual words here in a few moments. 800-259-9231. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live.
4: Have you ever lost power and wanted to simply flip a switch to get the lights back on? If so, this is going to be the most important message you will ever hear because there's never been a better time to get off the grid and generate your own supply of electrical power. Solar power generators are now available. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical power when you need it the most. Unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no fumes, and produces electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running quietly in your own home whether it's hurricanes ice storms brownouts or blackouts you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again when the power goes out you'll be ready with a solar power generator from solutions from science go to mysolarbackup.com to request a free information package today that's mysolarbackup.com mysolarbackup.com or call 877-327-0365 that's 877-327-0365
0: Talk Live, we are launching into the second hour of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Well, as the uh, size and scope and intrusiveness and expense of the... St- the state, the government, continues to increase, as it has, as long as I've been alive, as it has, as long as it's been around, apparently. Uh, as long as it, as as it continues to increase, people uh, start to notice. And the more invasive it becomes, the more likely Americans who are normally fairly distracted, fairly easily distracted by bread and circuses, uh, things like uh, television and other things, uh, sporting events and things like that, that they can spend their time, effort, uh, money, and uh, you know their free time on, basically, uh, to, to distract them away from all the horrifying things that the federal government and state governments are doing in their name with their money. As they continue to do more horrifying things and more stupid things, and it's inevitable that more attention will be brought to them. That inevitably, that people that would like to have avoided knowing what was going on will come across the truth. Will come across, you know, the police state. Truth is annoying in a way that they can't ignore anymore. Whether it's them seeing a friend of theirs uh, being harassed, having their four-year-old son, uh, having his forced to take his braces off in the airport or whatever the event is there will be something that touches them likely personally the more intrusive the state becomes the more likely those things are to occur and when the state comes in and touches your life it's never in a good way generally uh, not yeah so uh, so this is kind of a this is one of the uh, the natural side effects if you will the unintended consequences of the rise of the security state and the police state is that people are going to wake up People are going to start paying attention and inevitably they're going to ask themselves, wow, what, what do we do about this? Because it's pretty easy to figure out what's wrong. Once you're presented with what's wrong, it's pretty simple to say, well, the government people are doing that. That's, that's not right. They shouldn't be treating that old lady like that. They shouldn't be pulling those people over and, and harassing them for whatever. You know, they shouldn't be doing that. So it's easy to say this is wrong. This is bad. We don't like it. But people don't know what to do beyond that. The guy in the airport that we talked about in the first hour who had his son, four-year-old son, uh, forced to remove his braces. He couldn't really walk. Uh, This guy didn't know what to do. He called the supervisor. Supervisor basically scoffed at him, walked away. Uh, the head bureaucrat of the TSA said they weren't supposed to do that, and we'll have a talking to with them yeah
1: the, the tSA spokesperson,
0: but he didn't really feel like bringing a lawsuit because he understands that well he'd probably have to spend a whole lot of money in order to uh, to bring a suit and uh, you know after the the day is done, how much right. money is he going to get out of them? My and,
1: son's been harassed and, uh, and, and and humiliated and and uh, you know treated like garbage already, so right. what am I going to do about that?
0: Yeah, I mean what what kind of money do you get from being treated like garbage? His son didn't have damage done at least that we know of, so there wouldn't be much there as far as uh, making good even if they did find themselves guilty, which on its own is a rare enough occurrence. The idea that the the robed man that uh, the jo- robed man or woman that, that is appointed to the case is going to find in the favor of the defendant as opposed to uh, or excuse me, the plaintiff for the the innocent person as opposed to the government people is, is pretty slim. So, you again, these folks will be in their, in this position of asking and looking at the, the monolithic state and all of its depredations and saying to themselves, this is wrong. I wish I could do something about it. I've tried voting for Democrats. They didn't fix the problem. I've tried voting for Republicans. They didn't fix the problem. The third parties, you can't vote for them because, well, they're basically – You won't win. Yeah, they can't win. They're essentially uh, legislated against. And uh, so what do you do? Well, you could secede. You could come to the conclusion that there's no point in trying to fix the federal government, that it's broken uh, beyond repair, that it was broken from day one, uh, that it was inevitable that it would go in this direction because that's such as the nature of governments. And you could say to yourself that, huh, well, it makes a lot more sense to just have a couple of governments rather than three or four governments because, you know, uh, you've got local, you've got state. In some cases, you've got city, county, state and federal. Don't forget your homeowners association. Well, you know, that's voluntary at least. It's it's a governing body. Yeah. I wouldn't count it because it's not a coercive government. The body. hell,
1: they're not. They they use the coercive uh, form of the state. I mean, they are they are modeled uh, <laughs> on, on the uh, in some cases on the worst governments ever.
3: Yeah, but you sign an e- explicit contract. Show me the agreement that the, I signed. With I'm the not saying that they're not
0: different. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I don't think you it can It is a form them. of government. I don't think you can throw them all together though because they are different. Anyway, so cutting it down from four, three or four governments uh, to two or three governments. Seems like a step in the right direction. And that's why one of the major reasons why we've been talking a lot about uh, secession and declaring independence on this program, because it's an idea whose time has come again. And it's one that deserves discussion. It's one that deserves as much national exposure as it possibly can get. And, you know, for what for what it's worth, our our little sixty five station affiliate count. Let's talk about this so people can get the idea into their heads. Well, apparently the idea has been uh, floating about quite a bit. Uh, LouRockwell.com has been picking it up and talking about secession on a regular basis, especially recently. Uh, the discussion about secession has increased a lot on this program over the last few years. And uh, the more people talk about an idea, the closer it becomes to being reality. That's just That's just the way things are. Uh, the more you discuss these things, the more concrete they become in people 's minds. The less fantastic they seem. The more people are talking about it, the more realistic it uh, it seems to be, and so over time, it will hopefully go in that direction to be being real. But not if the man in the men in robes have their way, according to lou rockwell 's blog. So many official conservatives fall into the category of double agents for the regime, Sarah Palin, Dick Army, Glenn Beck, and so on, and here Antonin Scalia denies secession. He is replying to a screenwriter's query about a possible court case on secession. This is what he had to say. I'm afraid I cannot be of much help with your problem, principally because I cannot imagine that such a question would ever reach the Supreme Court. To begin with, the answer is clear. If there was any constitutional issue resolved by the Civil War, it is that there is no right to secede. Hence, in the Pledge of Allegiance, one nation indivisible. Secondly, I find it difficult to envision who the parties to this lawsuit might wait, be. Wait,
3: wait, 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 wait. They just referenced the Pledge of Allegiance? Yes. yes. Is that part of the Constitution no. or the Declaration of Independence Nothing like that, founding no. the government? No, it's just a little...
0: Uh, Thing that somebody a poem somebody but it was
3: written by the founding fathers right no it was written by a socialist in the late eighteen hundreds oh okay it's good to know who he's quoting who this person is quoting Go but
0: ahead. yeah this is this is you know one of the the, uh, the the robed men the nine robed men and women that makes all the decisions about how government is supposed to operate and what is and what is not constitutional and you're right he's resting his legal opinion <laughs> here on a poem.
3: I'm glad the rule of law prevails in America.
0: Secondly, he says, "I find it difficult to envision who the parties to this lawsuit might be. Is the state suing the United States for a declaratory judgment? But the United States cannot be sued without its consent." Now, this is a really revealing statement here. <laughs> the United States cannot be sued without its consent, and it has not consented to this sort of suit. <laughs> <laughs> You silly, <laughs> silly citizens thinking you can just secede and that we're going to allow it to happen. We have to consent as as though a lawsuit would be part of secession. I mean, it's just the state government people would decide we've had enough. We're declaring that we're seceding. I mean, would they have to go through a legal process in order to do that? But you can see no, 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 some- no.
3: He opened telling you what the answer is if you want to secede. Well, we'll come and kill you. Because it was the Civil War that was, you know, what made all this okay. So clearly, if anybody wants to secede, we'll come and shoot you. Yep, that is essentially what he's uh, getting at.
0: So that was his answer, and uh, just wanted to just want to share that in case you know you guys were getting all your hopes up out there about secession being legal. Ha! You'll all be illegals once you secede. So is anybody really surprised that the uh, the men in robes uh, that that run this country that uh, make all the decisions about what the government can and can't do? Would say that uh, secession? Well, that's not an option. <laughs> Once you've joined, you can't leave. What do you think this is? A club? Mm-hmm. Do you think this is a society? Do you think this is voluntary? You think this is voluntary, indeed. And that's that's one of the things that's going on up here. In uh, it's it's something that's starting to to pop up here in New Hampshire is uh, the idea of creating our own society. Uh, The government people love to to make the claim that you're a member of our society. You're a member of society. This is our community. You're part of our society. They'll they'll just make these blanket claims. Like, well, wait a minute. When did I become a part of your society exactly? Isn't a society a voluntary association of individuals joined together for a common cause, a common purpose? Not to them. No, not to them. Then again, that's not a society if it's anything but that. Then it's just a coercive uh, setup where you're their prisoner or their uh, serf. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. Retalk Live.
5: It's time, wake up This is just in case you care And yeah, I'm talking to you That's my booklet of truth for the people of America And the wake up call for action to save our freedom Get a copy for you and your friends at yamtalkingtoyou.com yeah, And get involved with saving our country That's ya com If you want to be part of the solution Otherwise, just go back to sleep You'll adjust to enslavement Talk Live. You can take control of the
0: airwaves and bring up anything. 800 259 9231 is the number that uh, will allow you to get on the air here. 800 259 9231. It's brought to you by SACL CAI. Tonight it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com and the features. It includes stuff like our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki com and you can get interactive. And join more
1: than half a million people who have trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business, create a will or a living trust, even register a trademark. They're empowering you and protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. It's LegalZoom.com and I've used the service and it is, in fact, fast and easy.
0: Well, it is a show that you can take control of, bring up anything, normally when our uh, phone screening is working, and tonight we've had some technical difficulties, so apologies to these folks who've been hanging hanging on, and I didn't even know, uh, I don't know how long they've been on. Let's start with Jim in Iowa. We can get back to secession here in a bit, but Jim in Iowa, you're on Free Talk Live.
2: Hey,
6: guys.
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
6: Uh, I really appreciate the conversations you guys are having tonight, but unfortunately I want to change the subject, and ask, just ask you guys a really simple question. Well, that's well, not, not unfortunate
0: at all. This is Free Talk Live. You're welcome to do so. What's uh, what's on your mind?
6: Um, well, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, and I don't think you guys have ever addressed this issue that I'm about to bring up. Um, really? And I just really wanted your opinion on it. It's about um, individual property rights and uh, the environment.
0: Sure. Go for it.
6: Um, well, I'm a college student, and I'm minoring in environmental science. Um, I'm not a hippie or a tree hugger or anything, but um, I do think that it's an important thing to study and to be cautious of. I like clean uh,
0: water and clean air. I don't think you have to be a, a tree hugger to appreciate the environment.
6: Right, exactly. Um, so I'm taking an environmental literature class, and yeah, we're uh, reading Aldo Leopold, who
2: okay.
6: uh, talks about land ethic. And, uh, you know, he says we appreciate that we can treat individuals uh, nicely. We we that's It's ethical to do that, but we don't recognize the importance of treating um, our environment or our land uh, the same way. So uh, my question was, what do you guys feel about um, treating the environment ethically um, versus treating it as property? Because my nightmare scenario, I, um, I, I really like what you guys have to say about a lot of things, but one of the things that comes to mind would be if we treated land as strictly property, You know, somebody maybe would buy an entire forest and then saw all the trees down. And um, you know, he said, "Well, it's my property. I can do whatever I want." But you're really losing out on a lot of conservation and and really destroying the environment.
3: Well, I don't know about destroying the environment. I mean, my family owns a uh, tree farm, and that's one of the things that we do. You know, you have it clear cut because it's uh, it's easier to you, you get the economies of scale basically. So, but if we were to just clear cut our land, and then afterwards there's all kinds of work. We had to get bulldozers in to burn the piles of all the brush because they strip all the branches off and just take the the trunks of the trees. Um, so it's a it's a major major cleanup effort, and uh, then you have to pay tens of thousands of dollars if you've got hundreds of acres to have the forestry service or somebody else come in and replant all of the uh, the pine trees and so forth. So say somebody buys land. Now, if it's got timber on it, they're going to pay uh, at least $1,000 an acre, if not you know, twice or two or three times that. Uh, once they've clear-cut it, what do you think they're going to get for that land?
6: Well, I guess it depends on what you want to do with it, but I guess that's looking at it on a micro scale. My My bigger question was, you know, should people have a, an inherent right to do whatever they want to the land or should we with our with the, the movement of freedom recognize that you know we're not controlling the land it's not property it's something that we need to get resources from and use but in a responsible way, well, and it's not really ours. Just,
1: I think that um, the one thing that you have to consider is that land uh, that that you're responsible for. You can do what you want with your land, but you're responsible for what that land has to do to other people. And land is, although separate, it is also the same, and that makes it unlike so many other types of property out there. Um, if you're talking about holding in, you know, uh, us having gold coins, my gold coins don't affect your gold coins. But my land, if you're my next door neighbor, or even down the downstream, or, or or you know share the aquifer
0: it does affect your land
3: well, wait a minute, Mark, those gold coins came out of the ground of somebody's land. So,
0: that's what I want to get to here is, can you define for me what you mean by ethical? I mean, what 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 would be an act that or a couple of acts that you would consider unethical that one could do to one's own property? And let's exclude pollution. Let's ex- exclude the obvious. Well, this is going to, you know, cause a problem on Mark's nearby property and Mark doesn't like that. So, just something that you could uh you could only do on your property to your property. What would you consider unethical.
6: Uh, I guess going back to the previous example, uh, buying an entire forest and just cutting it down because it's my land and I can do what I want.
0: And you would be just cutting it down and doing nothing with it? Is that the idea? Uh,
6: You potentially could be using it for your own for your own whatever, but...
0: Well, because as Sam was pointing out here a moment ago, your family owns a tree farm. Now, the operative right. word there is tree farm. Most of the people that are going through the process of cutting down trees are also going through the process of planting some new ones so they can cut those down later. Right. Uh, and they have different cycles. Uh, they, you know, they're planting yearly, cutting down yearly, however often, every six months. I don't know what their cycle is, it's but... 20 years. It's every 20 years. So I think you can only harvest Pines. once every 20 These years. These are pine Pines. trees. Yeah, yeah, every 20 years. Okay, well, I, w- I would think if you wanted to harvest trees on a regular basis, you'd have some growing one year and then harvesting that. And no, then...
3: because you know they they bring out such massive equipment and uh, they have to. They built bridges over the creeks to get at some of the back lots and mm. so forth. It's a major effort. So they just effort. have enough
0: land that they can do it in. Yeah, in well, 20 year inter- they inter- might
3: they might do. Um, Are they staggered though yearly though? I mean, like, can you can you? We did all of ours at once because mm. you know we have about two hundred acres. And actually, to, to the caller's point. Uh, my grandfather, this land has been in the family for, uh, almost 200 years. And, uh, my, my aunt owns about 30 or 40 acres down the middle of the property mm-hmm. and she didn't want all the trees to be gone. So despite the fact that these trees haven't been harvested for 30 years and they get a certain beetle that eats at the tree trunk and they end up freezing and falling down And, you know, you can pretty much throw away a hundred dollar bill on each one of those trees that falls down. She decided not to have hers harvested. So we have this one strip down the middle of the of the farm that has all of these old hundred and twenty five foot tall pine trees, whereas all the newer ones are growing up around it just because she didn't want the land to look ugly.
0: And, and that is certainly going to be the case. There are a lot of people that care about uh, right. their, uh, the trees and the environment that uh, would absolutely buy plots of land and keep them pristine. Uh, but, but when you're dealing with a tree farm, even though I may not understand all the mechanics of how the business works, you are planting new trees in order to harvest them 20 years or however many years down the line once they're, right. they're fully grown. So, I mean, what you're talking about, what I'm hearing from you, uh, Jim, is that – the, you're, you're talking about like some mad Bill Gates who – I mean this is usually what it comes to. The objections uh, to the free market come down to is the absurd. Uh, the you know This madman Bill Gates who's got billions of dollars to just throw away on buying property and clear-cutting it without planting another tree? Is that kind of what you're talking about?
6: <laughs> no, no. Um, to, to your point, I understand that you can do a tree farm. Um with my, with my studies that I do with, environmental, with my environmental minor, I learned that when you're cutting down old forests that are hundreds, maybe thousands of years old, and you're, and you're using that property to now do a tree farm that you re-harvest every decade or every two decades or whatever, you, you're, you're not just saving the trees. You're, you're also trying to preserve the, the habitat and the creatures that are there.
0: Come back. I want to come back and uh, continue this discussion, if you don't mind. More in a moment with Jim. It's Free Talk Live.
4: The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Vigo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rice Davies, and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson, is now available at SwordMovie.com. The number one movie on iTunes is now available on a two disc set that includes hours of swordplay instructional videos, behind the scenes footage, exclusive interviews, and a documentary on the making of a real sword. Visit SwordMovie.com today for your chance to win one of many real historical replica swords, as well as the wonderful Force FX lightsabers from Hasbro.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything by dialing in toll free at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by Segal CAI, 1-800-259-9231. Uh, You can take control of the airwaves and join us on our website. You can go to the Shrine of Female Listeners by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. You'll see the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video uh, showing they are indeed listeners of the program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. And if you hate to make extra trips back to the car to carry in more grocery bags... You can do it in one trip, most likely, if you've got the sack, like I do, and Mark does. TOTASAC.com is where you can go to get yourself a family pack, totasa .com, and uh, you'll find out that they can carry more than you can, a lot more. In fact, it's a nice little handle made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States, designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. For me, it's one trip. I'm back in with the groceries. It is, uh, It's great. TOTASAK.com, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. Mark, do we have a giveaway, a TOTASAK giveaway to do this week? Sure. I think we do. Maybe we'll do that tonight. So stay tuned for your opportunity to win a two-pack of the TOTASAK. As we continue here, I believe Jim is still with us in Iowa. Jim, are you there, sir? Yes, I am. Okay. Now, you've been talking about uh, you're studying in the uh, environmental – you're doing environmental studies at uh, at college, and you're minoring in that – and uh, what was it, environmental what exactly?
6: Environmental studies, yep.
0: Okay, environmental studies. And you're calling in with what I consider to be a pretty good question about the idea that in a true free market kind of world – that, essentially, people would have true property rights, meaning that they could do whatever they wanted to on their property. And your question has been, well, what about people that would do things unethical uh, to their property? And I asked, well, what do you mean by unethical? What what would you consider unethical? And you gave, it as example, the idea that somebody could, for instance, purchase an old-growth forest... And uh, cut it down, and I said, "Well, you know, most people don't just cut down forests uh, for trees; they usually plant new trees." And you p- pointed out right before we went to break that, "Well, that's different because an old-growth forest isn't the same as a new-growth forest." Is that mm-hmm. right
2: so far? Right, right.
0: So um, I, I think that you you have brought up a
1: an issue that's very important when talking about uh, liberty. There, you know, absolutely. Uh, a lot of these things are easy, and I think the environment isn't the easiest one for people to understand, but Um, You're talking about old-growth forests. Okay, so old-growth forests are tremendously important to people, right, Jim? Right. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that care about old-growth forests.
6: I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> it's simple,
1: though. That's that's because it's very simple. Now, if those right. people's attention could be focused away from using the violent apparatus of the government to ineffectually uh, protect these old-growth forests, because it's not, it's not effective, the fact is old-growth forests are cut down all the time in the United States. And this is supposedly the best government in the world, right?
6: Right. Well, can I – can I kind of refocus what what the original reason that I called? Because we kind of got got off on a tangent. Okay. Um, we, can, we can do
0: that in a, in a moment, but I just wanted to, uh, to continue on this line of uh, thinking here. Right. The idea okay. would be that in a true free market world, the people that care about keeping property like old-growth forests pristine would, as they do today through uh, various different societies like the, uh, the Audubon Society, the Nature Conservancy, things like that, uh, they would purchase large swaths of this land and – essentially just sit on it keep it pristine and uh and do exactly
3: what it is that uh, i think
0: people that care about the environment would want to see done
3: to it and in the absence of government there would be no property taxes that they would have to raise year after year to hold on Mm. to this land it would be much easier to keep it to keep property stored away and and just pass it down through generations through your family okay so go ahead with your uh jumping back to whatever you wanted to go ahead
6: So, okay, well, this all kind of boils down into one big question, which is just a huge monstrosity of something to tackle. Lots of major religions throughout the world and people's mentality see nature as something that is here for us. Like, this stuff is used, is here for our disposal, our use, Mm
2: -hmm. versus
6: the other type of mentality of, no, we are just part of nature. This is what I personally believe. We are just part of nature, and we just happen to use it as a resource, so so, how do we treat that? And how, as a free society, should we use that as a lens? Which 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 paradigm do we use to think about nature and freedom and property rights? The
1: answer is either one of them, and uh, it's the person who owns that land who gets to decide, uh, because some people will choose to treat part of nature, the part that they have control of, um, they will try to they will. Tr- tr- Treated as Mother Gaia, who, who provides for us all. The other people will cut down their trees, um, you know, or, or, or the, you know, I mean, there are currently a lot of trees cut down, right? But um, do you think that humans having a place to live is any less um, you know, valid than other critters having places to live?
0: No, absolutely not. No. Right. What what I heard from you there was just essentially a rephrasing of the same idea. I mean, you said on one—that's at least what it sounded like to me. On one hand, there are people that believe that nature is here for us, and then on the other hand, there are people that believe that we're here with nature and that we use it for, uh, you know, our, our purposes. I mean, what uh, what's the real difference there? It's just the kind of the way it's phrased, right?
6: It's I guess it's how we see ourselves in it. Is it something that we? Have an obligation to take care of as well, and to treat with respect, or is it just there for us to do whatever we want with?
0: Well, who's us? Yeah, that's where you, that's the problem, and that's why Marx, I think, answer is the best on this because it's utopian to believe that you'll ever be able to convince all of the world to change their views. Unless on Unless you just want to is. shoot
1: them. I mean there are there is the possibility of, of raising your army of greenies um uh, you know to, to to get forth with uh, I guess sharpened sticks because they wouldn't want to use anything as uh, invasive to the environment as gunpowder and uh you know hunt down the the the, the exploiters the oil company people and, and 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 slaughter them
6: No I do recognize the importance of the individual choice and not telling other people how they should treat their property and their environment I just I just I think it's important to emphasize that there's only so much of it here, and if if we treat it as whatever we want to do, if we treat it as however we want, that potentially could be a problem.
0: This is an interesting point, the uh, there's only so much of it here uh, concept, this kind of a lack mentality, the idea that, uh, well, there's only so much of uh, oil, or only so much water, and there's only so much this and that, and so eventually we're going to run out. And I suppose there's a slight possibility that that could happen. Um, However, one of the things about uh, man is that we managed to keep coming up with new ways to use new resources that uh, that we've discovered. For instance, uh, oil used to be considered a nuisance. It used to be considered a uh, pollutant to farmland. And that was prior to uh, anybody understanding what it was and how many different wonderful things could be created from it. And once, of course, people started to figure that out, then oil went from being a nuisance into being black gold. Uh, and people would rejoice and in fact hunt it, you know rejoice if they found it and indeed spend uh, their lives hunting it out uh, that that kind of thing so I, I I like the way you're coming from at least on this to where you don't want to force your particular viewpoint on other people and I think that's the best way to approach it is to approach this as a persuasive uh, situation where you see people doing things differently than you might want to see done and you use your persuasive tactics or in some cases just your wealth and other people's wealth to simply prevent them from uh, from doing it like by buying up all the all the old growth yeah. forests that uh, that exist and, and
1: protecting them I'd love to make the example here if I could of the stop smoking campaigns um, now I, admittedly the government has put money towards these stop smoking campaigns but I want you to think us think about how effective these things have been over time. Fewer kids are starting to smoke. The the smoking population is diminishing here in the United States. It's going away, uh, and and it's basically due to advertising that has shifted the mentality of people. So it is possible to use uh, you know the the Persuasion. current system. And persuasion to get what you want, and you don't have to use the coercive apparatus and ine- inefficient apparatus of the government. Just ask the people that that fought so hard to get uh, the Alaskan National Wildlife re- uh, right. you know reserve. And it's not like uh, he's it's not of. like
0: Jim is calling for. He's not calling for no, that. No, are just I'm pointing just, that out.
1: I'm just pointing out that that many people on the the environmental side would would they want the government to do
0: X? Because there's not they're not using their creative juices. They're not thinking of uh, of other ways that these things can be accomplished through persuasion, through the marketplace, and it's really because they've been trained to use the government. Like we've talked about, School Sucks podcast, of course, we'll talk about this, the idea that uh, the government has trained us all to uh, believe that it's the system that we have to implement our good ideas through, that we have to force our good ideas uh, upon other other people. And, of course, to me, the hallmark of a bad idea is that you have to force other people to, uh, to get on board with it. So have we addressed your uh, concerns?
6: Yeah, that was great. I just wanted to hear it from a lens of freedom. So I appreciate your opinion, and thank you very much. Hey,
0: thank you for the call. I appreciate the uh, the question. Always appreciate the big questions on this program. It's, uh, it's, it's helpful. People need to hear this stuff. 800-259-9231. But speaking of forests, there's a, just a brief point I want to make about New Hampshire, because apparently it used to be barren. It's Free Talk Live.
3: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program, we would like you to shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. And Amazon is huge. You know them, the world's largest internet retailer. They sell virtually everything in a dozen different categories Amazon.freetalklive.com. Start your shopping there. Free Talk Live gets a cut. That's not the only place you can shop on the internet to uh, to benefit Liberty. You can also shop at newegg.freetalklive.com. Now, when you shop there, and that's a great place to go if you need to get computer parts. They also sell a bunch of electronic devices. Uh, if you shop at newegg.freetalklive.com, then a percentage or two – that's the maximum they'll give. Amazon gives a a bigger percentage, but a percentage or two of the new egg purchases will go to CD Evolution, the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. And I think there were – I got, let's see, I think there were over $700 that were generated that way that went to CD Evolution last year, which is great. I mean, that's fantastic. So people are are using that link, even though we don't really even promote it that often. And although I think that we might be talking more about CD Evolution as time goes on, which will give us the opportunity to mention it uh, more often on this program. But just go to newegg.freetalklive.com and remember that a percentage of your purchase there is going to CD Evolution Fund to help out people that have been doing civil disobedience in various different ways. In fact, there's some pretty exciting things that's going on with the CD Evolution Fund, and uh, the three of us on the show tonight are three-fifths of the uh, the board of the CD Evolution Fund as well. So we're very excited that we're bringing on Bradley Jardis, as we mentioned. In fact, I think uh, Brad is going to be in town next week, and I believe we're going to have him on this program to sit in here on a Tuesday night with us and co-host the show. So that'll be fun. Uh, of course, Brad Jardis is formerly of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, formerly the one and only uh, on-duty police officer in this country that had the courage to come out against prohibition while he was actually working for the police. So, hell of a guy. Anyway, wanted to comment briefly before we continue with the calls on the issue of the environment and liberty. And we were specifically talking about a moment ago you know, this idea that – well, what if some crazy madman goes and just wants to cut down a bunch of old forests and not replant any trees, or even if they did replant a tree, said the caller, that's different because it's not an old-growth forest; it's a new-growth forest, and so the critters, you know, they might not be as happy, or it's going to be a different environment, and you know, that could that could be bad for some of the critters in the, in the forest. Was the suggestion that uh, that was given? Well, it's it's
1: not a ludicrous one, but uh, I do love the example of the spotted owl that uh, Rush Limbaugh made such a big deal about back. Uh, it's probably been about 15 years, maybe going on 20 years. And, uh, you know, they were they were talking about how this spotted owl was such a – it's a sensitive creature. You cannot cut down these forests because of the spotted owl. And, he's you know, Rush Limbaugh's got pictures of it nesting in uh, power lines and barns and all mm-hmm. kinds of places. That somehow it manages to make it. But go ahead. Well,
0: the point I wanted to make was that uh, back in the 18th and 19th century here in New Hampshire – and this – I didn't believe this when people first told me this. And I, I've heard it all over the place – since I moved up here in the last three years, but people kept telling I kept hearing from people that the forests that are here in New Hampshire that are all over this this state. I mean, because most of New Hampshire is not in any way urbanized. All of the forests are new. I could not believe that they had they, grown up, uh, sprouted up within the lab, basically within the last hundred or so years. Because apparently, what happened was all the uh, the settlers that uh, that came over here came over and they basically chopped the entire state down.
1: Right. The one thing that they wanted was land because, um, you know, over there in in jolly old England, ever it's the nobles that owned all the land, all of it, all of it. So you rented a little bit from them in hopes of scraping by something from your family. So they got over here and they could actually own a piece.
0: Well, they could, and we don't really own it anymore because the government owns it. And if we try to do anything that they don't like, then they'll take it away. Uh, but nonetheless, they clear-cut the entire state. So from what I understand of what I've been told by people that have lived here their whole lives and are familiar with the history, it just used to be rolling plains here in New Hampshire, mountains and plains, you know, like just but barren uh, grasslands, basically. There was no uh, trees a- around, and-, and everything you see when you're in New, New Hampshire now are forests. Yeah. They
1: call it a beautiful state. What they mean by that is there's a lot of nature and it's wonderful to see.
0: There are moose. There are uh, bears. There are a variety. of you know, There are deer. There are chipmunks. I mean, or there bees. are beasts all over the place in New Hampshire. So clearly, even though the entire state at one point was apparently completely barren of trees, the little critters still found a way. And of course... That's not likely going to uh, to occur at this point. We've got a uh, an economy where there are tree farms these days. and You don't have to go and cut down the trees everywhere in order to get the resources that you need to build houses and do things, whatever it is that, you're, that they were doing with uh, the wood back then. Because we have different uh, – because of the economies of scale and because people are, are doing what they want to do, some people decide they want to grow trees and that's the thing they do. And so we don't have to be cutting them down all over the place. So if anything, now – New Hampshire's environment and ecosystem is healthier today than it was a couple hundred years ago. So my point there is that maybe it's not the end of the world if somebody cuts down an old-growth forest, because, well, the entire state of New Hampshire was at one point an old-growth forest, was completely cut down, and now it's still a beautiful forest everywhere. one 800 and of course, as we pointed out, reality is that people that care about the environment, which is a lot of people... Are going to buy up the land that they think is the most sensitive, the most important, and protect it. That's what some of them do today, and it works very, very well. In fact, uh, Dr. Mary Ruart talks about that in her book *Healing Our World*, which is, by the way, an excellent book to hand to anybody that considers themselves more of the from the liberal side of things. Uh, you know, that is that, looking out for the little guy, concerned about the environment, that kind of uh, mentality. Going to really work with uh, the book Healing Our World, Dr. Mary Ruart, her website, R U W A R T dot com. She actually has the entire 90s edition of her book available free. On her website, although I highly recommend purchasing the uh, the Ots edition, the one that was published in the last uh, the, the, the most recent decade here. So uh, head on over to RoarArt.com and enjoy that. She is a really talented lady and a very persuasive writer. Very well documented, by the way. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Jeremy in Canada. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi there, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
7: I just wanted to bring up a couple of observations about the Olympics before Certainly. I go back to trying to ignore them for the next two weeks. By all means. Um, mostly, you know what I'm noticing about them is this, this collectivist, nationalist mindset, which is really pervasive about it. Uh, sure. The opening go team. ceremonies, yeah, it's the whole thing, basically. The yeah. opening ceremonies, especially, you know, everyone gets this feeling like somehow this has to represent Canada, and of course, everyone has a different idea of what it means to represent or be Canadian. <laughs> right. The tragedy of the commons, I guess, combined with the collectivism.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: Uh, one one comment I saw in a discussion forum where where this was being discussed was uh, someone who was upset, even offended, about the way that the national anthem was performed. <laughs> and his comment, which really made me uh, uh, laugh and then be disturbed, is that the national anthem should only be performed in a very traditional way because, in his opinion, it is it is sacred is the the phrase that he used.
0: You are not being nationalistic enough.
7: Oh, it's just ridiculous (laughs) to think that this song somehow cannot be adapted or, you know, changed without offending some higher power. I don't know who wrote our national anthem, but it sure wasn't me, and I sure don't care what they do with it.
0: You're just not patriotic.
7: Yes. Well, no, I'm not, really. And, you know, I, you, I, I you can't hate really. Canada.
0: You hate Canada, I, I can tell.
7: I don't I don't hate Canada, but I certainly can't understand the logic behind patriotism anymore.
0: I don't think there uh, is any logic. It's just blind devotion and obedience.
7: It really is. It's, it's uh, a sense of national pride, as far as I can tell, and the more I, I think about that concept, you know, I, I don't see pride as a, a bad thing. I don't see it as a sin. You know, if I... If I do something, if I have some accomplishments and I'm proud of it, that's, you know, a good feeling that motivates me to do, you know, achieve good accomplishments in future. But national pride is, is pride for something you didn't do. It's pride mm. for something someone else did. It's or, really just, you know,
1: you know I, I saw, I believe it was uh, it was a Robert Redford film, and I believe it was called The Castle. And he said, this is the way you motivate men. You say, this is your flag. You fight for your flag. You never let your flag hit the dirt. Now go out there and then you and then you take the flag into battle and those men will fight for that flag and that's what nationalism's about. Nationalism is is a uh, is a team mentality of people that aren't on that team uh, that, yeah. that that <laughs> that benefits the people that are on the team. The people that are on the team are the players and the coaches and the, uh, the government you know, all people. That stuff. In this and, case, right? In this case, it's the government people and really not even the low-level government people. They're not on the right. team. They're just the, the the janitors in the stadium.
7: Right, so we had, we had some Canadian uh, mogul uh, skier, I guess, won a, a gold medal. And to hear people talk about this, everyone who approached me to ask if I, I guess there was some, some record, some new thing that hadn't happened before, uh, everyone who approached me to ask about, you know, if I'd heard about this was saying, did you see that we won the gold or Canada won the gold? <laughs> and I'm thinking, some guy put in a lot of training and effort to win that gold medal. Right. You're <laughs> claiming some part of this from him?
2: Yes. Yep.
7: It's
0: the It really takes the absurdity of sports fandom to the maximum extreme, right? Because, I mean, in sports, the sports world, you typically have different teams scattered about a geographic area known as a country. In this case, it's just all, well, it's hobbled it together.
7: Is, it's the country's team, yeah. yeah.
0: Thank you so much for the call and the thoughts, I. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Hour 3 is on the way, and
8: this is Free Talk Live. Attention, all active-duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public. Like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance. Or refi with cash out. Up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves.
0: Dial in toll free, 800 259 9231. the SACL CAI, toll free line, 1 800 259 9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you.
3: And Sam. And
0: Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features for free on the site, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And from creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market based activism, you'll find more for pro freedom activism than you may have ever imagined possible. When you move here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, learn more at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. And the countdown to 10,000 has begun at uh, the Free State Project. There's nothing official going on here, but uh, we've mentioned it over the past day or so on this program that the statistics are 9,921 people, 9,921 people have signed up for the Free State Project, which means we're now 79 uh, away from reaching 10,000 which is a, a big milestone. It's halfway to the goal, the original 20,000 goal of the Free State Project. At that point, all the members only have to get one more member, and uh, we're done. We get to 20,000, and the uh, the move period uh, begins. Of course, hundreds of people have already made the move early. There are over 800 people, well, close to 800 people now that are officially in-state and more are coming. Again, over 9,920 uh, people signed on. So will you be the part of the first 10,000 signers? You can be if you sign up soon, because uh, I imagine this last 79 is going to go pretty quick. So head over to freestateproject.org and get on board. Let's go to your phone calls. I believe Tim is listening to KBYO-FM in Louisiana. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Well, good evening,
0: boys. Good evening, sir. What's on your mind tonight?
5: Well, um, a little bit of uh, – I'd like to revisit last night's. You. Sure um, you know,
0: Uh-oh, Tim, you're on a cell phone, aren't you?
5: Unfortunately
0: Okay, you cut mm-hmm. out for a moment, but it sounds like you're back, so go ahead
5: Alright, um We don't get good service out here in the swamp, you know <laughs>
0: That's alright, I know what it's like
5: Um And, uh, actually your radio station cuts out a lot too But that's another point Um the, the, You were talking about cannibalism last night But nobody addressed the issue of Ca- the cannibalism of capitalism what does that You mean? know in which people are just eating each other for lunch for their you know for their income they're they're sucking the lives out of their neighbors and their employees and
3: how do you mean uh, yeah how
5: well simple you know what what is you know what when we go to work what are we doing we're trading the hours of our lives for capital right? For money, uh-huh. you yes, can't, you, you cannot, ex- you know, like when the time comes, though, there's no way that you can buy an hour of your life, you know. And when the time
0: comes, there's no way you can buy an hour of your life. What does that mean? Yeah, you I mean, a- I
5: mean, if you're laying in that deathbed, there's no amount of money on earth that is gonna right. really do the job. So, you, you know? feel like
0: you've are you feeling like people work too much and there's not enough
1: leisure? Oh time? boy, howdy!
5: Oh man, big time.
1: Well, okay. But, I mean, I I understand what you're saying, but um, that like maybe society is is kind of um, you know, re- marketed that uh, hard work is a good thing. And I'll I'll give you that 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 much is true. But don't you think people should be free to work as much as they want to?
5: Um, if they're that stupid. Why no. do you think people you work know, so much? People work so much because like there's this this culture of consumption, right? Okay in which you've got to have the newest, latest thing, you know. And um, the consumption is such that we're just sucking it out of the earth as well. You know, what your previous caller there was talking about the environment, Mm -hmm. you know. And, um, you know, a a tree farm is in no way the same thing as a forest. A forest is a diverse ecosystem containing a diversity of trees. A tree farm is designed for profit for the individual, mm-hmm. not as a biological function.
0: Do you, do you feel like there's something – I mean, we already addressed the issue of the environment last hour, but for our listeners that are just tuning in, uh, the, what we were talking about is this kind of scary idea that in true free market uh, with real property rights that people would abuse land – and actually that's what happens today is the government, the federal government and state governments have a whole lot of land that uh, they claim is theirs and they lease it out to different companies who come in and clear cut. And they don't bother replanting or doing anything to uh, anything sustainable to that particular property. So those fears actually already exist today. But what I'm hearing from you, and it's typical, this idea that capitalism is uh, is a bad thing and it, it's really come to a word that really shouldn't have those kind of negative, negative connotations to it has, has ended up with them because I think of the government uh, education. System. I mean, if capitalism is just using investing capital uh, in order to provide products and services to people that are demanding them, so you can get a return on your investment, uh, and therefore you know have more to invest in the future. If that's what capitalism is, then what's wrong with that? Is that what capitalism is to you, or is it something? Does it mean something else?
5: That's
0: just sort of like you're. Uh oh, Tom, we uh, you're having a cell phone issue there. Are you still with us?
5: How about it now? Yeah, we got you. Got all right,
0: go ahead. Um, with your
5: thoughts. You know, I don't really feel that you've dealt with the environment as well as capital. You know, I mean, I, I thought that you know, you know, let, let, let's let's go to the tree issue, right? The old growth forest. An old growth forest provides much more biological function for all of us than. Just a pretty tree to look at. Okay?
2: okay. Didn't I say there
5: that some... old
1: didn't I say old growth forests uh, forests are very, very, very important?
5: Yes, you did. Thanks. But you also said that, you know, you know that here's the issue, okay? There's three kinds of property. There's res publica, res commune, and res private. Okay? And the commons is the clean air, the clean water, and the those things that are provided by the environment to everybody. Okay. Most things, just as an observation,
0: just as an observation, most things I've seen that are commonly owned aren't uh, really that clean.
5: Well, that's because there's been a failure of the American people.
0: Well, you no, know, I'm pretty sure it's a failure of communal ownership, because you can't, if you, if nobody's responsible, no, if no one is responsible for a piece of property, the people then who's going huh?
5: to... participate in a full fashion, you
0: know? Well, you, well, you don't get to decide who
1: participates and how they participate, unless you're the God King.
5: <laughs> well, a lot of people just sit there and, you what, and or watch TV, you know, or... Drinking and playing cards, or whatever.
0: Sure. So, in your They're, mind, those people that are sitting there watching TV and drinking and playing cards should be out gardening, or I mean, what would you like perhaps, to see them do?
5: Perhaps. Okay. You know?
0: Well, how about you just persuade them to uh, to do something different? Can you do that?
5: Oh yeah, I'll get my two by four and get a go yeah, around and whack persu- them in the forehead. That's not persuasion. That's not persuasion.
0: That's violence. See, that's what the government does. That's
1: it's the a problem. violent organization. Was, I'm
5: sorry, I was being flip. I was being I, I, I know, but, but that's
0: what happens. I mean, that's, that's literally how it – I mean, they don't really whack people with two-by-fours, but they do, they, threaten use, to. <laughs> they do use violence against people, the government does, in order to try to get them to behave in, uh, in certain ways. So my suggestion would be if people are doing things that you don't agree with, that you try to persuade them uh, into doing something different. And I would also like to address the original thing that you brought up, uh, the idea about uh, you know people working too much. One of the reasons why people work so darn much these days is because they're paying so much in taxes. I mean, if people didn't have to pay as much as uh, as they do today in taxes, then you wouldn't have to have both parents trying to work two jobs each just to make ends meet so they could keep food on the table and the power turned on. Uh, you wouldn't have that that situation. My renters, I have a duplex here in Keene, New Hampshire. My renters can't afford to live in uh, the apartment that they live in because, well, they're paying over half of their rent every single month in tax. I mean, that's what that's how I pay my property taxes is via my renters. So, I mean, they're paying through the nose. Their lifestyle would sure be a lot easier, and maybe they'd have more time to go out and plant trees and stuff like that if they weren't paying so much in taxes. What do you say to that?
5: Well, um. I don't know what New Hampshire's uh, property tax rules are, but I live in a state that has a I have zero property tax. Well, okay? good
0: for you, but some people are still paying other forms of taxes. New Hampshire's got overall the lowest tax burden, as I understand it, of all the 50 states. Property taxes are high, but we also don't have a sales tax. We don't have a, an income tax. No and, capital taxes uh, on business. Uh, things like that. So uh, overall, people are incredibly burdened by the amount of taxes in this country. And if if folks were able to live their lives without having to be beholden to the uh, the agents of the state to the point of 50, 60, 70 percent of their income then that would totally change lifestyles. It would totally change the work week. And thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. You could be as much, much more lazy if you wanted to be in the absence
4: of taxes. It's Free Talk Live. Do you remember the old Libertarian Party back when it was centered around the non-aggression principle? The LP used to serve as an educational vehicle, turning the public on to liberty through the electoral process and bringing activists together to further their own understanding of the philosophy. It was also the main feeder organization for the larger movement. We want to bring that LP back. Join the libertarian wing of the Libertarian Party and help restore the party of principle. Visit TakeBackTheLP.info. That's TakeBackTheLP.info.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. We've got a lot of stuff there, including uh, ways that you can get be kept in the loop about what's going on with Free Talk Live. We've got three different ways now that you can do that. Back in the old days, it was just email. Now we've got the new uh, Twitter and Facebook. You can go to news.freetalklive.com. You'll be presented with the three different options that we have there for you. Or you can just go straight to the one of interest. If you want emails, go to updates.freetalklive.com. Twitter, go to twitter.freetalklive.com or facebook.freetalklive.com.
1: Have you ever lost power? It's inconvenient for sure, maybe even debilitating. Now imagine you could flip a switch and have solar, your solar backup system provide you with quiet power when you need it. No fumes or noise like a gas generator and not nearly the maintenance. Uh, go to mysolarbackup.com now and check it out. You are the one that's responsible for providing your fa- for your family's safety. Mysolarbackup.com. I had uh, my power go out during a hurricane down there in Florida for days. Oof. Never knew when it was going to
0: come back. Perfect place, too, to have uh, solar backup, in Florida, <laughs> that's for sure. 800-259-9231. Uh, real quick, just want to continue uh, just discussing briefly this idea that that Tim had proposed in uh, Louisiana a few moments ago. You know, the, the idea that uh, working hours, that people are working too much, according to Tim. 40 hours a week, too much. Uh, he feels like people should work uh, fewer hours per week. And, of course, I pointed out that people wouldn't have to work as much. If they didn't have to pay as much in taxes, if we didn't have this behemoth of an organization known as the federal government and the state governments uh, hovering over us, sucking off a significant portion of the money that we earn, we're paying a significant portion of each paycheck out and more than that. Because it's more than just what you lose in your paychecks. It's all the other various different taxes that you might not think about that often. The taxes, for instance, that you're paying through buying products like you pay all of the taxes that every company that manufactures products that you buy pays in their manufacturing process because they pass on all those taxes to you and the, don't
1: forget the regulations that the federal government puts right. in place to make sure that there's a handicapped bathroom and every single bath you know every bathroom needs to be replaced with a handicapped bathroom or whatever it is all these uh, you know thousands silly regulations. Thousands of yeah.
0: regulations that add costs to the, the price of products so in the absence of the coercive state we'd all have a whole lot more leisure time in our lives. But still... There shouldn't be any kind of prohibition against people that have the drive to work more than the average. And that's what the 40-hour work week really is, is a prohibition almost on working uh, more than 40 hours. Now, there are ways to get around it. You can have another job and you can work hours there to get more than 40 hours a week. In some cases, you can have a salaried position, in which case there's obviously no limit on the hours that you can work. But most hourly workers are capped at 40 hours and... It can be difficult to find another job that 's compatible enough with the hours that you have it 's your main your main job that 'll fit in and it 's a pain in the butt if you just want to work fifty hours you can 't do it because the f- uh, the federal government requires that the business owner pay you time and a half for any amount of time you work over 40 hours. So rather than give their best employees the opportunity to work more, they would much rather go ahead and just hire somebody else on to take up that extra 10 hours because they don't want to pay the uh, the amount of money that they would ha- they would have to uh, to pay. But that's federally mandated. So the 40-hour work week came because of certain uh, what was it the unions basically that that uh, that that wanted to restrict the amount of hours and I don't know what their motivation was uh, with that I'm sure there was some sort of I
1: think unions are great I'm not going to complain about unions it's it's when they get involved with the government and and force things on people it's one thing uh, you know back when the unions decided we're going to get together and we're going to make sure that we lobby for you know to the boss for certain uh, you know things that we want. And they did that. And it was it's its a great portion of American history. The bad portion is when they got the government apparatus involved And now, you know, maybe six percent. I think it, I think it really is six percent of uh, the general population. You know, those of us who work for a living are members of unions. However, if you look at governmental populations, it's like seventy five percent. So go- unions are just government organizations now.
0: Let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Jeff listening also to KBYO FM in Louisiana. You're on Free Talk Live, Jeff.
9: Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, right.
0: Super. What's on your mind tonight?
9: Well, uh, you were talking earlier about old-growth forests and being the pinnacle of, you know, diversity and everything else. And, and I've worked in the wildlife and forestry field for the last nine years, and I'd like to basically dispute that a little bit to an effect of old-growth forests are, are the, or, quote, the end-all of forests, you know, where it goes through the successional stages of early, mid, and late succession. Are, that's fine, but, number one... Trees are like people. They're born, they grow, they die. So, yes, some can live thousands of years. Some only live 80, 90, 100 years. Mm-hmm. They get to a certain age, they die. Secondly, if left alone, if humans were taken completely out of the equations, the environment resets itself all the time.
2: Yeah, forest fires. fires
9: lightning strike uh, fires, hail, wind, tornadoes knock over trees, and you start that adult tree, that old-growth forest, gets knocked back, and you start a new successional series. right. Secondly, old-growth forests, the, the, what people are considering old-growth forces are not the most diverse. They're not the end-all. They're not the best for the most species. Really? You want a very diverse habitat. Quail, for instance. Quail need early successional grassy habitat. They need older-growth pine timber that's been burned underneath to start new successional underneath to get that bunch of grass coming up for quail. Turkeys, they like an open understory hardwood. Or Or you know stuff like that, and then you know different habitat types for different parts of the season, whether they're breeding or nesting or you know doing doing whatever deer on the deer on the other hand do not like an open understory hardwood; they like more of a thicket, more open canopy thicket, they want stuff that's in their reach, you know four foot down, they want cover, they want food, so to say that an old growth forest, I guess what they're referring to are these forests that are out in you know, I guess Oregon or whatever. Yeah, they where have else would they be? Of years old be? <laughs> well, if you look like, say, North Arkansas, the Ozark Mountains, I have I've I spent some time working as a forester there. What you've got to look at is those trees that people are calling an old-growth forest might be 50, 60 years old. Well...
2: That's not that old.
9: That's not really old growth, and those yeah. trees are dying. They had they had a, a bout with a, a red oak borer, uh, a little bu- insect that bores into the red oaks and killed them. They had an explosion a couple years back mm. when I first started working up there back in the... Uh, around 2002 that that general time frame before and a little after those borers were going in because these trees had, were not being able to be manipulated they got too thick too dense got stressed when they got stressed because of some droughts and because of the conditions of being too tightly packed they started being susceptible to these borers those borers killed the adult trees most of the trees were either dead or dying then you take into account the regeneration coming up so you've got dead or dying adult trees falling down, causing openings, allowing the new growth to come up, which starts the succession all over again. And that produces the best habitat because you've mm. got different successional stages that vary to different species. Some bird species need are ground nesters. They need stuff on the ground. Some are mid-story. They need stuff in the mid-levels. And some need stuff in the, in the top levels. So for these environmentalists, which I like the environment. I love the environment. I've
2: worked for obviously, like, obviously, nine yeah.
9: years. But at the same token, you can't look at it and say, we've got to leave it exactly the way it is. Because, number one, nature, which out in California with the fires, every year lightning strikes cause fires. Right. Some of these ecosystems were produced that way. Louisiana here. Most of the pine ecosystem in the middle of Louisiana and the west coastal plain evolved to burning. There's species of, of animals that evolved to that.
0: That's a great, all great thoughts tonight. I appreciate the expertise and the time. Thank you so much for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. I didn't even, I forgot about the fact that some forces burn the heck down uh, from time to time. The planes need that too. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring us whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, and those features include different ways to listen. You can listen uh, via our live streams, broadband, or dial-up flavors. We also have a webcam plus listen lines. Go get all the details and get tuned in for free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com.
1: When it comes to personal protection, what do top police, military, and civilian self-defense instructors get for themselves, their families, and recommend for you? It's the Tiger Light non-lethal defense system. You can go check it out at tiger.freetalklive.com and uh, get one today. They have uh, they, they have a, a great deal. They're basically half price over there at tiger.freetalklive.com. I've got one. It's awesome.
0: We continue with your phone calls and go to Joe in Connecticut. Joe, you're on. Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hi,
10: how are you guys doing tonight?
0: Super, Joe. What's on your mind?
10: <clears throat> well, uh, I'm uh, from Rhode Island originally, and uh, – in two thousand two I was going to school and uh, living with my grandmother to save some money. And uh, it was about midnight, twelve thirty, getting ready for bed and everything, and I see uh, cop lights out in the front and this flashlight going all around the house. Uh oh. Trying to figure out what's going on. Then I hear it slamming on the door like uh, you know, like it was a drug bust or something. Whoa. So uh, I opened the inside door, the outside door was locked mm-hmm. and now I'm legally blind, so when I see I open the door, I see two flashlights and two silhouettes. It's like black and just light in my face. Sure. And uh, so the guy's like, yeah, we're uh, investigating. Uh, There's uh, someone running around here. We don't know what's going on. uh, We need you to uh, let us in so we can find out what's going on now. Wait a minute, point of
0: information. How did you know it was the cops if you're legally blind in the first place?
10: um, I assumed it was because I had seen the flashing lights out at the front.
0: Okay, red and blues. You could see red red and blues? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha.
10: <clears throat> and uh, and and in fact, that was part, I was a little concerned because I wasn't I couldn't see badges or anything, so I you know I, I was kind of going on a uh, on a limb. But uh, anyway, yeah, I would I refused to open the door. I said, look, there's nobody here. That's not supposed to be here. Everything's fine. Do whatever you got to do. We're all okay. And he goes, if you don't open this door, we're gonna break the bleeping thing down. Oh boy. And uh, and and I and I said, look. Th- I don't know what you, what you want, but, you know, there's nothing going on here, blah, blah, blah. And I go, and I had mentioned that my grandmother was in the house, and he said, well, we want to see her. Now, she has trouble walking. It takes her a good five to ten minutes to walk, you know, from one room to the next. Jeez. And so we, I, the only way I got out of the situation was I had to get her up off the couch and, you know, help her out to uh, so that the cops could see her. And then they said, okay, well, it's fine, and then they left us alone.
2: What
0: was that about?
10: Um, evidently, I found out later. Um, one of our neighbors is friendly with my grandmother, and they have a daughter, granddaughter, whatever it is, about about the same age as I am. And her boyfriend was running around the neighborhood, and uh, he uh, he had uh, drug priors and all this stuff. But I don't know that he had a you know a violent record, but he he was you know a, a drug user and whatnot. Which I mean, I have I don't, whatever you want to do, I don't care as long as you don't infringe on me, yeah, my business. Um, and so I guess they were looking for him, which they, you know, they found it, you know, a little, little while after that. But um, well,
0: what was the, what was the reason for wanting to see your grandma? That I don't understand. I I,
10: I, I, I honestly don't know. I think my, my the only thing that I can come up with is, you know, he and I were about the same age. He could have assumed that I was this guy and I was hiding out here. I see. Um, and everyone that I talked to about it, all my friends I explained the situation, and I said, if it wasn't my grandmother's house, I would have shut the door, and they could bust in and do whatever they want. But it was her house, so I wasn't yeah, you, going to be too combative.
0: Sure, it wasn't uh, really your place to uh, to make a stand. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, uh, g- wow. Uh, generally, it's a bad idea to answer the door for the police because the more information you give them, the more likely it is they'll find something to arrest you for. But it sounds like you managed right. to get out of this one okay.
10: Yeah, and if the outside door hadn't been locked, I would very unlikely w- w- that I would have opened the door in the first place.
0: Right, because then they'll just step in. If they've got the opening, exactly. they'll uh, they will take it. Right. Anything else you want to share tonight?
10: Um. Well, as far as Tim goes with his uh, anti-capitalist mindset, um, I just want to say that uh, free market capitalism is pretty much the uh, the engine that has pushed humanity forward to, throughout the generations, create less and less work for themselves, but you know, some people you just can't argue
1: with. That and giving um, them enough uh, enough wealth that they can actually study the environment to keep it pristine. Because you can believe that uh, primitive
3: peoples did not do that.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. that's a good point.
3: Hey, uh, one thing you may want to consider, I and mean, this probably won't happen again, but uh, for other people that may find themselves in this situation with police banging on the door telling you, you better open it or we're going to kick it down – Uh, Pull out the phone, call the police or call 911 and say, look, I'm legally blind. There's two men I can't identify standing out on my front porch and they're telling me they don't have a warrant. But if I don't let them in, they're going to kick my door down. Are these police officers? And if so, can you get somebody out here to restrain them? Because that's illegal. Mm. Mm
0: -hmm. It's a neat approach. Thank you for the call tonight. And I appreciate hearing from you the story at 800-259-9231. Just to touch back on his point about uh, wealth. It's a great point. Uh, People 100, 200 years ago, they didn't have the kind of leisure time that uh, that we have today. I mean, the caller earlier was complaining about the 40-hour work week. Uh, but it's nice that people can have 40-hour work weeks where a lot of folks can just stand around at a sales floor or sit in an office cubicle. You know, you don't have to be out there breaking your back in the hot sun in a far, on a farm or something like that. Uh, or, you know, working. Not everybody has to work in, in factories. We've got machines now that can do a lot of the more dangerous uh, factory kind of work. And some people bemoan the fact that machines have uh, have replaced humans in those jobs. But that makes it so that those humans can go get jobs that are safer and and possibly live longer as uh, as a result of that. And I'm constantly reminded about how wealthy we are in uh, in our society, and constantly appreciative of it. I mean, despite all of the taxation that we have, as I pointed out, despite all of that, we still have a tremendous amount of resources and, and wealth at our disposal that we can use in whatever way that we uh, that we feel is appropriate. I mean, we can get on here and bemoan the different people's choices of lifestyle, and uh, certainly, you know, we I think that there, there was a shot taken earlier tonight at uh, the folks that. Sit around and watch, you know, uh, American Idol or whatever. The idea was that, well, they are, they aren't doing what they could be doing, but that's okay. They're doing what they want to be doing. They're doing what makes them happy. And how great is it that they have the free time in which that they can spend their their free leisure time doing pretty much whatever it is that they uh, that they want to do. I mean, if you go and you look online and you look at all the various different types of websites that there are out there, it's an incredible testament to the amount of wealth that people have around just the world in general. Certainly. There are some places that don't have it, Uh, but in in general, the, you know, westernized kind of uh, societies are very, very wealthy. The fact that somebody could spend their entire time, uh, their free time editing a website about something entirely trivial, uh, you know, putting up information about television series on Wikipedia, you know, to the point where, I mean, if you go into the – like the, the TV show Lost, uh, there's this entire wiki that's dedicated to it with all the most uh, obscure information you can possibly imagine. I mean, somebody had to sit there and enter that information in there, and they have the freedom, the time, the ability, and the leisure time to be able to engage in such... You know, trivia. What to, what to many people might be trivial to them, it's very important to them. This is their hobby. This is their interest. And uh, how nice that they have the time and freedom to explore it in such a, uh, a to such an extent. I'm just I'm constantly appreciative uh, and constantly noticing
3: uh, all the wonderful things that we have. Yeah, I mean, the quality of life these days. We have all these things that we take for granted: cars, air conditioners. Uh, my family, uh, 100 and, 100 years ago, moved into a house and they lived without doors or windows for a year because they couldn't afford them and you didn't buy things on credit back then. Mm. Yeah. So, in, in Texas. Yeah. In, <laughs> in Texas, Texas, Without
1: yeah. air conditioning. I mean, growing up in Texas without air conditioning, it's got to be pretty hot. It's tough. And um, Tim used the term uh, capitalism is cannibalism or something like that. But I'd like to point out that every exchange that goes on in the free market, I understand we don't really have a free market. The government benefits the corporations. Corporations or government contract, uh, constructs. I got that. But every exchange that goes on in the free market is an exchange between two people that uh, you know have things that they don't want as much as the other.
0: What the other person has. It's a mutually beneficial exchange. Right. Otherwise, so, they wouldn't make it. Right. So if uh,
1: you know some one guy's got a pizza and I've got ten bucks, well. I, the pizza is more important to me than the ten dollars is, and to him the ten dollars is more important than the pizza is, and that's why we do the exchange.
0: Let's continue here in a few moments. You can bring up absolutely anything right now. Want to give you the Tota sack, a two-pack for you, if you're caller number two right now at 603-435-1105, you'll be able to bring those groceries back in, likely in one trip. Uh, 603-435-1105. This is Free Talk Live. Second caller, you get the Tota sack. More coming up. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but enough time for your call. If you make it now to 1-800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up absolutely anything. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those. And if you want to help uh, support the show, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com to uh, get a whole list of different ways that you can help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Promote.freetalklive.com. And if you're looking for gold and silver, Mark, where should people go? Gold.freetalklive.com. We've got uh, some handpicked by that, I mean. I picked out some coins that I felt
1: would be good choices for amateurs, not not coin collectors. They're the people that just want silver and gold in their hands for like me. barter purposes and mm-hmm. uh, hedge against inflation or investment or whatever. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. We believe that we have some of the best rates on the Internet. You may be able to find better rates in, on certain coins in certain places, but I don't think you can get them – uh, better rates in general on, on coins. So go check there before you buy anything else. It's Plus, gold, uh, free talk
0: we can. also have the layaway plan, which is how many other p- gold dealers offer that? I, I couldn't tell you. I've never heard of it before. That's for sure. And they, there's a phone number you have to call in order to get the layaway plan. Basically, you can lock in a price on gold, the gold or silver. Yes. And pay it off.
1: Yep. And uh, you can do it on a weekly or bi-weekly basis whenever you get your paycheck. The number is 877-857-9938. Just ask for layaway.
0: All right. Very good. We continue here with your calls about anything. Bill in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Bill. Bill, got to turn down your radio. Listen on the phone. See, he's listening on the Internet. He's put his phone down. And so there's probably like a 30 second delay. I tell you what, we're gonna put Bill back on hold and tell you a little bit about obscuredtruth.com. Sam, that's your website. It's at this point, it's a link directly to your YouTube channel, right? Um, and there are a variety of great videos on there. You have just been getting more professional over time with the production quality. I've always considered it good, uh, good production, but I mean, you were just showing off during the break here in the studio some of the neat effects and things like that that you'll you'll be able to do in the future and some of the things you're you're doing now uh, to really ra- ratchet up the quality of the the, pr- the presentations but very liberty oriented uh content that uh, that you're providing and it's it's uh, most of it's on a, a very national kind of scale you're you're dealing with issues that people all across this country and indeed the world uh, may have to uh, to deal with and even in some cases when you're focusing here locally and on the activism here in Keene, it's still very well packaged very well presented and i would say that uh, you're you're pr- pretty much the premier videographer and you and meg your partner are the premier video, videographer team here in, in New
3: Hampshire. Well, thank you very much.
0: So I don't. what are you guys working on? I mean, can you tease anybody right now? I mean, obviously, you just did the, uh, the TSA video, which was a big splash and quickly becoming your most popular video on your channel.
3: Yeah. Right now, um, we're doing a bunch of logos and, and side projects and so forth. Uh, we are going to, for CD Evolution, we're going to be putting together some uh, commercials and, and spots to kind of promote that. Um, just various little things here and there. I've got a number of things in the can. I've I've been going through the uh, footage and getting all the archives lined up to where I will be able to go out and pull some old stories and put some things together. Great. So
0: so head on over to ObscuredTruth.com, hit that subscribe button, and uh, when you watch the videos and you like them, you favorite them and uh, give them star ratings, and that'll help uh, them get more views does. on YouTube. Yep. So we continue here uh, with let's try Bill again. See if he's there this time. Bill, are you with us? Bill in Wisconsin going once. Oh, he's gone. Let's try Christian in California. Christian, you're on Free Talk Live with the Sam and Mark. Christian? Hello? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Oh,
2: yeah, hi.
9: So, I just wanted to, want to talk about, you know, what liberal and conservative means to me. Okay. It was a topic. Yeah, it was a topic on uh, Saturday. Saturday.
3: Yep. You're well, on the okay, air. So... Turn, your, turn
0: your radio off. Oh, oh no, he's he wanted to... Uh, Rick, roll us. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Uh, for those That's that, never been done. For those that don't know, uh, can you describe the Rick Roll? Uh,
3: no, who's the guy that sings Rick the song? Rick Astley. Yeah. I believe yeah. is his name. I don't know. What do you guys do? It's it?
0: <laughs> it,
1: it, it, it's a uh, little man who looks less than masculine and has a voice that's far more than masculine. He's got an incredibly deep voice. It's from the 80s. He had a he was a one hit wonder and um you know it was a silly video and and people like to play it for people and it's kind of an internet the, phenomenon. Right. The
0: internet phenomenon centers around tricking people into going somewhere where they will see the uh, Rick Astley video. Never gonna give you up. I believe is the I think that's the name of the video. Mm-hmm. And uh, so basically, uh, there are various different ways to engage in this. You can, you know, post a link in an email, send a link in an instant message, and you want to obscure the the fact that it's a Rick Astley uh, video, so people don't know they, so they're not expecting to get hit with this song. And then once they visit the web page,
3: it is uh, that they have been Rick rolled. But yeah. I, that's that's been going on for like at least six months now, if not a year. The oh my thing? god oh, it's, it's been going on for a long time. Isn't that getting a little stale?
1: It, it, I think it's like it I think out. it's it's much more clever than um uh than than so many other kinds of internet jokes there used to be things like you'd you'd get people to look at awful disgusting pictures whether Photos, it's yep, sexual stuff or or excretory stuff right. and things like that and i i'd much rather I'd much be rather see Rick Thank yeah, Rick, you. Right, right. Okay. I mean i I don't mind being okay you got me. <laughs> I'm fine with that.
0: Let's see what what is you know, while we're on the topic here you know you can still uh, bring up absolutely anything but while we're on the topic how long has the Rickroll been uh, going on according to Wikipedia uh, Ashley recorded never going to give you up in 1987 the solo was number one on uh, the number one hit on several international charts the practice of Rick rolling itself is uh, said to have begun as a variant of an earlier prank from the image board 4chan known as duck rolling in which a link to somewhere this is an example of how wealthy we are right that people have time to uh, write up Wikipedia <laughs> articles about internet memes and their history. Uh so the, the duck rolling in which a link to somewhere such as a specific picture or news item would instead lead to a thread or site containing an edited picture of a duck with wheels the user at that point is said to have been duck rolled the first known instance of Rick Roll occurred in May of 2007 huh, i thought it went back earlier than that but i guess yeah, it's I relatively guessed. recent uh of course then again this is wikipedia so who knows you know maybe it's not accurate Uh, But Rickroll occurred on May of 2007 on the 4chan video game board, where a link to the Rick Astley video was claimed to be a mirror of the first trailer for Grand Theft Auto IV, which was unavailable.
3: (laughs) Those kids are so awful.
0: Which was unavailable due to heavy traffic. The joke was confined to 4chan for a very brief period. By May of 2008, the practice had spread beyond 4chan and become an internet phenomenon, eventually amassing some coverage in the mainstream media. An April 2008 poll by SurveyUSA estimated that that at least 18 million american adults had been rickrolled <laughs> in september 2009 wired magazine published a guide to modern hoaxes which listed rick rolling as one of the better known beginner level hoaxes alongside the fake email chain letter so i think that's uh,
3: where's climate much it. gate in that list i'm wondering
0: <laughs> oh and then they go through here and they actually list i guess some of the more significant rickrolls uh, let's see, on May, April 4th of 2008, many web communities, starting with FARC.com, urged their readers to vote, never going to give you up for the eighth inning sing-along at Shea Stadium for the New York Mets season. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that goes on FARC is hilarious. The, uh, the Mets posted a web poll to select a song and left a blank field for write-ins. <laughs> the Mets organization, you don't mess with the uh, the internet people, man. If they want to get something done and stack a contest, man, can they do that? Uh, The Mets organization announced on April 7th, so three days later, that Never Gonna Give You Up was the winner with more than 5 million votes. (laughs) (laughs) The Mets decided not to commit to using Astley's song and subsequently announced a runoff among six songs that will be played at Shea Stadium for the next six games starting with Never Gonna Give You Up on April 8th, 2008. MLB.com later reported on the game claiming Never Gonna Give You Up was played as a result of fans rigging the vote in favor of astley all part of a universal internet phenomenon known as rick rolling the song was played during the home opener and greeted with a shower of booze mean old people they're just mad because they got rick rolled where was the one there was one uh i don't know if they have it here but mtv yeah okay yeah here it is uh in november 2008 Rick Astley was nominated for Best Act Ever in the MTV Europe Music Awards after online nomination was flooded with votes. The push to make Astley the winner of the award continued after the announcement, as well as efforts to encourage MTV to personally invite Astley to the awards ceremony. On October 10th, Astley's website confirmed that an invitation to the awards had been received. On November 6, 2008, just hours before the ceremony was due to air, it was reported that MTV Europe didn't want to give Astley the award at the ceremony, instead wanting to present it at a later date. Many fans who voted for Astley felt the award ceremony failed to acknowledge him as a legitimate artist. Astley stated in an interview that he felt the award uh, was daft, but noted that he thought that MTV were thoroughly rolled, So he's totally uh, <laughs> enjoying this, uh, this resurgence in popularity. And he went on to thank everybody who voted for him. Uh, in 2009, Astley wrote about Four Chan 4chan founder Moot for Time Magazine's annual Time 100 issue, where he thanked Moot for the Rick rolling phenomenon. I wonder how many extra records that sold for him. Quite a few. At Not least a, it's keeping up his uh, his his uh, his, his image know, face, yeah. yeah. Hey, we're out of time. It's been Ian here with you. And Sam, I am. And Mark. More than you ever wanted to know about the uh, Rick Roll phenomenon, and I didn't even get through half the page here on Wikipedia. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.
4: Uh, excuse me, is this where I... Money talks, and it sounds just like Jim Cramer.
0: I'm Cramer.
4: Money talks, and sometimes it shouts when the results speak for themselves. Investors worldwide follow Jim Cramer's advice on TV, in books, and on websites like thestreet.com. And whether the market's up, down, or sideways, Jim's always hunting down a bull market. And now you can follow Cramer's portfolio at getcramer.com.
0: Okay, here's how it works. Every time I buy or sell, I will email you ahead of time. Did you hear me? Ahead of time. It's like, if you can read, you can read my mind. My portfolio, fueled by my great research, is designed to deliver success. And I'll share it with you at GetKramer.com.
4: Today, you can sign up for two weeks of free access to Kramer's PIX and Portfolio. Just go to GetKramer.com and enter code word FREE. GetKramer.com. Free today. Go to GetKramer.com. Code word, free.